not me. But somebody's happy. him off you know what i mean I, it's the first thing you said to me when you walked in the back door this morning yeah in fact we have a we have a little deal we do on fridays between don and me and that is uh the sooner we start the sooner we can get that we're just contracted for four hours babe that's true that's all we only have to be well you <laughs> i'm here till 11 30 well so. <laughs> Your new contract is yeah. coming. You'll okay. be contracted yeah, I for four like hours. It. Yes. Put a couple more zeros in that bad boy. While yeah. I'm, 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 I'm at it. <laughs> zero, 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 zero yeah. at the end. How you be? Not bad. Yourself, sir? Well, we got some breaking news. We do. Been watching this all night. Former yeah. Japanese Prime Minister Abe is now dead from assassination. A uh, guy walked up behind him, had a, a shotgun. It uh, looked like a double barrel thing that he had made. Uh, because there's gun laws, and gun laws prevent things. Uh, in, in fact, uh, Japan has the most restrictive gun laws next to Australia and whatever. Uh, so gun laws don't work, but that's another time, another issue for another time. Uh, he was shot in the heart and uh, in the chest uh, from behind. Right. And so he did die uh, pretty much instantly, but it took him a while to, you know, they took him through the normal procedures and all. But they have announced that the former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is uh, dead. You did the story. ABC's done the story. Everybody's uh, doing the story. Yeah, the old guard is being replaced. The liberal world order is on the move. You had Boris Johnson removed yesterday. You had this happen today. It's uh, it's trucking on down the road, man. The old guard is being replaced one by one and bit by bit. But it is Friday. That means it's Funky Friday. That means it's Red Friday. Got the red shirt on. You do. Remember, everyone, deployed. Get your red T-shirt and your gym shorts. I Well, yeah. you know what I'm doing? But you're heading off to Planet Fitness after the show today. No, here's the deal. This is more like, th- these are belted shorts. These are more like, you know, uh, work on the Harley type shorts. Well, don't, don't take them off. That's fine. I can you don't want to see them? See them? Well, I, I saw them earlier. Would you like to try them on? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, these are uh, <laughs> these are di- actually Dickies. Okay, so like they're work shorts. What? Yeah, Dickies. I wear a lot of Dickies stuff, man. I got a lot well, of you should shirts. give Dickie his clothes back because he's going to be pretty <laughs> upset when he wakes up. And uh, Dickie's like, hey, where's my closet. shirt? Yeah. Where's got my shirt? Uh, actually, um, I'm, I'm, I told everybody, I, was, I came up in the era where you always wear pants to work, right? Right. <clears throat> and uh, even though there was a period in the 80s when a lot of people just didn't wear pants at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. It was, just, it was just weird. It's kind of fun, though, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I've always worn pants to work because that's what you do. You, you get yeah. dressed to go to work. Right. But with everything, you know, all the, uh, I guess it's inflation and everything, it, they, the uh, thermostat's a little bit higher. Yeah. And, and I open this door, and this room sits, there's the western sun. It sets right through that window. Mm-hmm. And so this these doors are closed all day. So when I open them in the middle of the night when I come in, it's like opening your oven with, oh, yeah. with a Thanksgiving turkey in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, I I I did I yeah I'm wearing shorts, <laughs> <laughs> and even that my butt's sweating. So you know, welcome to my world. There you go. I, you know, am I uh, too much? 
Am I sharing too much? Is that no, what I, you know what? I think that's something we can all relate to for, I, since like May, right? when we haven't dropped below 100 degrees for more than a few hours. So. Well, and I also come from that time when radio studios were supposed to, if they got over 65 and a radio studio was hot, yeah, you know? Right. And it's just gotten worse because back then we had a turntables and everything, cart machines, and we had to keep it cool in there because those things generate a lot of heat. Well, the computers do too. Mm-hmm. So it's it gets warm anyway. So yeah. anyway, that's what I'm doing. I'm wearing shorts. Plus, I know you guys like to see these games. Uh-huh. I know you like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Look at that. There it is right there. A little more squattage going on. I'm going to squat some more today. Keep, yeah. What are you doing? What? Well, I'm just glad I had the table in front of me that ah. covers those gams. Ah. <laughs> ah. Well, well I mean, gams. We, have to, we have to try to look, you know, look at this at, from a positive perspective. That's what I'm saying. If, if you were Sasquatch. That's you know, what that I'm would, saying. Yeah. That's exactly right. Let's be positive as much as we can. You know, you were talking about the summer because heat. you see this stack, it's all negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were talking about summer heat, and it kind of reminded me of the late Brad Messer. Remember, he used oh, to hang around God. without a shirt. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. No, it's the first thing he did when he walked in the studio. Yeah. Jerry Dennis did the same thing. When I put magic on the air, I hired him to come be the newsman, and he would take his shirt off. First thing when he walked in the building, and he had, had a beer belly stuck out about here, and he'd just stand there and rub it. And you're like, Jerry, oh, man, can, can you not on. do that in front of me? You right. know? And he worked with this beautiful lady named Tequila Daru, and he was be, he would be topless during the whole newscast, the whole morning. And Brad would do the same thing. Brad would come mm-hmm. in, and the first thing he'd do is take his shirt off to sit down. He never <laughs> wore a shirt during a radio broadcast. <laughs> ever, right. ever in the history of radio did Brad Messer wear a shirt. God rest his soul. Right. Uh, just one of my heroes of all time. Here's how he's one of my heroes, and then I'll, I promise I'm going to dive into the news here. But it's Friday, so it's a little bit fun here at the top of the hour. Um, <clears throat> we had those back in the day. Remember those old dot matrix printers? <laughs> I knew he was going to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this must be a oh, good this, one. Oh, this, this is infamous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, remember those things? Yeah. Remember those? For sure. Okay. And the paper had the dots on the side, so it always got screwed up, mis- yeah. misfed. The paper would go... It's a huge mess. It always pissed Brad off. Right. I mean, they of all the places they could put the printer, they put it right next to us. So we're sitting here. One foot to our left is that printer. Right? Making all kinds of racket. Man, you're talking about something serious, you know. And Brad was serious. He gets he he would lower the microphone down and get up close to the microphone. How you doing, San Antonio? And I got to tell you about the city council's doing this. And you'd hear, right right in the middle of whatever he's doing. So he kept telling our operations manager, dude, that's not right. You know, can you? There's a new thing called laser printers. You know, and it just goes. Laser printer makes no noise. Will you get a laser printer in there? No. And the printer was connected to the network, so the network would fire the printer off whenever they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You didn't control it. Right. Right. So he'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden, in the middle of a bit, so one day, he's on the air, and he had been telling the management, we need a laser printer, and the management like, it's working fine. It's working fine. There's nothing wrong with that printer. It works just fine. So it went on. Yeah, you know where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> so one day he's in the middle of a bit, and he reaches over and picks it up, cords and all, and chunks it on the ground behind Don. Bam! It breaks into a zillion pieces. He calls the operations manager and he says, it's not working fine anymore. <laughs> 
It broke. Yep. So, something happened to it. You we got a seen new it. laser printer. Yeah, I bet you did. Shrapnel's <laughs> flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. But stuck in the wall. You know, it was just so good. It's a classic. I love those moments. Right. You know, those are the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know. Those you know what? So, it wasn't soon after we got a new printer, though. No, it was the next day. <laughs> We had a, a laser, brand new laser printer sitting there the, the next day. It was nice and quiet. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you know, you couldn't no hear more it noise. Yeah. Anyway, we went from shirtless to that. So there's no telling where the show's going to go today. Yeah. We can only go downhill from here. Well, I'm going to be talking about uh, the, the, the governor sending illegal immigrants back to uh, the border. Joe Biden sending uh, pregnant children of illegal immigrants to get abortions. The Migrant Resource Center in San Antonio that opened up that nobody told you about. I'm going to tell you about that. Uh, Biden releasing criminal illegal aliens. I'm going to tell you about that. The CPB proposing discipline for the Texas agents accused of whipping the Haitian migrants. Uh, the, the handing out of the highest civilian uh, award at the White House yesterday and what that was all about. The death of James Kahn. I really liked him. I liked him a lot. Uh, the ACLU and the NEA getting uh, says it's never too young for a child to undergo a sex change. We're going to go back to the Biden administration and the uh, barrels of oil they were sending to China. Remember, I was kind of speculating, wonder if the the big guy got 10% off the top because of connection with with Hunter. Well, I found the connection with Hunter. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna spill the beans on that. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, tariffs. Uh, John Cornyn's numbers are down. Uh, of course, we mentioned yesterday, of course, several times that Boris Johnson. Uh, stepped down as prime minister <laughs> of <laughs> of the UK. Do you have that that I sent to you? Yet? The prime the okay. We're I, we're gonna hold it because Don's gonna put the sound together on it, and we're gonna get that out. Uh, the Texas twenty twenty two Republican platform calling for a vote to secede from uh, the union, <clears throat> and like all good dictators do, in the White House. There were these Norman Rockwell paintings. So you want to see the President series that were given to the White House in 1943. They have been taken down. And I'll tell you, since I mentioned dictators and what all good dictators do, I'll tell you what has replaced those Norman Rockwells, and you can probably figure it out right now after what I said. So we got so much more to do today, and we're going to get right to it on Red Friday, Funky Friday, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, if you- Funky Friday. Yeah, 520 now. Trey Ware on KTSA. Any of these news stories you want to comment on, 210-599-5555. So uh, Governor Abbott has uh, ordered Texas authorities to arrest illegal immigrants and return them to the border. Good. 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 Throw, th- just toss them on the other side of the border. How about it? Of course, uh, the president, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, then watch my smoke, baby, says uh, says Governor Abbott, while President Biden refuses to do his job and enforce the immigration laws enacted by Congress. That's why he should be impeached over this, by the way. He's, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. He is charged to faithfully execute the laws of the land, and he's refusing to faithfully execute our immigration laws. President Biden's failure to faithfully execute the immigration laws enacted by Congress confirms that he has abandoned the covenant in Article 4, S4, of the U.S. Constitution. The United States shall protect each state in the Union against invasion, the order says. So the order from the governor is pick them up and take them right back to the border and dump them off. Okay, let's see what happens. I, You know, Biden's not going to go for that. 
in fact, there's another appeals court. The uh, Let's see, I guess it's the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals says that Joe Biden cannot continue to release criminal illegal aliens. Oh, yeah, you know, rapists, murderers, the guys who steal from you, all the bad guys. Joe Biden has been releasing them into the American population. The a criminal appeals court says you can't do that. Quit releasing criminals. Uh, Joe Biden says they're going to appeal so that they can continue to release criminal illegal aliens amongst us. Per the far-left Reuters news organization, the pure evil that is the Biden administration has been flying or driving minors from Texas shelters to other states to get abortions. Can't get them here in the state of Texas. So what has the Biden administration been doing? They've been driving, flying, giving abortions to young illegal immigrants who come across the border. Corporate media, they have and they will continue to look for stories that show how awful the not killing of innocent babies is. Reuters came up with an incredible story about the terrible plight of illegal aliens who now have trouble accessing a clinic because why? Because we want to have an abortion when we come across the border. Texas has outlawed abortion, so Biden is picking them up and flying those little girls elsewhere. Yes, little girls elsewhere to get their abortions. Again, the final link in the human smuggling chain as we... And by the way, thank you for all the wonderful emails and wonderful voicemails you left on the station system yesterday about my interview with the with the uh, sheriff from down in Goliad County. I really appreciate the, the, uh, the, the fist bumps, if you will. That was very nice of you guys to let me know you enjoyed that interview. It was... Well, it was one of the most important I think I've ever done in my radio history. I've talked to presidents and everybody else, and this this one was uh, very eye-opening for a lot of people. Meanwhile, here in San Antonio, the 7,000 block of San Pedro Avenue, in the dark of night, without asking or telling you, the city of San Antonio has joined up with the Biden administration to become a part of the human smuggling operation. They have opened up the Migrant Resource Center where they're going to feed and house and bathe and shower and then transport the illegal immigrants as they come into the United States. More than 198,000 illegal immigrants passed through the city of San Antonio. Former CPS Energy Customer Service Building 7,000 block of San Pedro Avenue is now a migrant resource center. We are certainly a welcoming city. We welcome you here with open arms. Come get all the food and the drink. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to a reception, we have the banquet table set up. We have a place for you to get in out to heat. Over six, listen, over 600 arrive in San Antonio every day. There are people who live in the neighborhoods over there who've been wondering Hang man, a bunch of people have been walking up and down the streets lately here in my neighborhood. What's up? In fact, there's a 17-year resident who lives over there. She said, I, I just noticed all these people hanging out in the neighborhood all of a sudden. <clears throat> yep. And sure enough, they have been. And it's these people at the Migrant Resource Center that the city of San Antonio has opened up. <clears throat> what had been going on is they had been dumping them at the airport, and I've been reporting to you that right over here in the cell phone lot at the Phillips 66, they've been hanging out there to catch their flight. Also, they've been sleeping in Travis Park. Uh, but now they can go to the Migrant Resource Center, which uh, is over on San Pedro, and get all the freebies they want. 
as we continue to to just change the face of Texas. That's all this is. It's about turning Texas blue. Daniel, happy Friday to you, brother. Happy Friday yourself, Trey. Say, uh, you talked to your friends on the border, and I was talking with one of mine yesterday. And their family community are living in fear because if they contest anything, and they, they, you know, hey, you can't cross my land, they're getting visits from the cartel, and they say either you look the other way or you will be eliminated. So, you know, we've got to do something, and we can't wait for life. Yeah. To stand up for itself. Yeah. So yeah. uh, it's it's sad we have to do something, but the thing of it is, look what happened over Japan. You know, they had an assassination over there. Yeah, know, yeah. They made a homemade gun. So it will, people that want to do something will do it. They won't have to buy a gun. Well, what's uh, what what's happening there? And and expect more leadership changes around the world. Uh, the old guard is being replaced in the liberal world order. They announced the liberal world order last weekend. Said the liberal world order is here. And the liberal world order is on the move. You had Boris Johnson step down yesterday. I'm sure he was told. It, he, he didn't, you know, he didn't willingly say, I submit my resignation. No, no. Uh-uh. No. Somebody told him. Well, you got two choices, Boris. You got two choices. So there you go. So it's they have been changing it. Uh, the, the old guard is being replaced now. Of things. Firstly, we need to make sure that we keep the basic functions of government going. Yep. Uh, that's really important. There are, for example, uh, no ministers in DfE at the moment. That needs to be sorted out. Uh, secondly, I think we need to try and select a new leader as quickly as we reasonably can. Yeah. And obviously, uh, we need to make sure we make, make the correct choice, uh, but we should do it in a reasonably quick time. All right. And uh, then Abi was uh, assassinated this morning. So it's a, it's, it's a weird time. Uh, what, what we have to do, Daniel, to address what you were saying we have to do something what we have to do is november we have to make sure no democrats win an elected position in november none zero every democrat who has a challenger not all democrats are going to have a challenger every democrat that has a challenger must be defeated in november i don't care what their name is and i'm not saying that as a republican i'm saying that as an american I'm saying that as a patriot, trying everything that I can do to save our country from destruction. Because the Democrat Party is the biggest threat to the United States of America right now. And I will not back down from saying that. The Democrat Party and Democrat politicians are the biggest threat to the United States of America right now. And they need to be, in November, summarily discharged from office. Any one of them, and all of them that are facing a challenger, must be voted out in November in order to save the republic. Hey, John, go right ahead. You're on. Uh, Trey, I don't know if you remember back when um, John McCain and Kennedy had a bill, McCain-Kennedy bill, and they announced it at the press conference and the people they said uh, get ready because this is the way it's john I, I gotta let you go john your phone is clipping real real bad so we are only getting about every third word back in a minute trey where ktsa hi this is all you got to do is uh take a closer walk with me oh yes yeah? and we got this thing that's full of magic tricks uh so come uh, if you will uh, the magic of the that's right 
It's uh, Funky Friday. It's also Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed. It's red because of the heat. Sunny and hot, 102 to 105 all weekend. And the real feels 106 to 111. Trey Ware, KTSA 210-599-5555. As I roll through these headlines, feel free. Jump in, 210-599-5555. So uh, Don hit it this morning when he said that what happened yesterday at the White House with the Medal of Honor and the recipients for the Medal of Honor, that was just two fingers going right back at Trump. The Megan Rapino one, that was two fingers to Limbaugh. You remember when Donald Trump gave it to Limbaugh at the State of the Union address? This is all about Donald Trump. This was picking people that were Trump haters. Uh, Rapino hates America. She's the uh, the strawberry-haired girl, the pink-haired girl who who plays soccer and and kneels and hates the country. Hated Donald Trump. All of them that were there. The one that didn't hate Donald Trump, Denzel Washington, he wasn't there. So it's two middle fingers at Donald Trump. Uh, when he was pinning, by the way, we've all seen. Megan Rapino, she's got the the pink hair, the the, the the soccer player. When he was pinning it on her, it, it's funny, but he smelled her hair, and he was really Biden was shocked that pink hair didn't smell like strawberries. <laughs> I, I really thought it was going to smell like strawberries. I really wanted to take a bite, some cotton candy or something. That's like exactly that. what yeah. it was. It was cotton candy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that imagine happened. his disappointment. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and James Caan passed away yesterday at 82. Fantastic actor. Loved him, of course, in The Godfather. Loved him in everything he did. Yeah. I even loved him in Las Ve- in Vegas, the, um, yeah, the TV Nic- series. Nicholas, yeah, he did that movie with Nicolas Cage, too. He sure did. So he, was, he was an elf. Elf. Yeah. He was the voice in Elf. Yeah. Really, really great actor. Really, really great guy. And he termed himself ultra-conservative. He said, I'm a big Trump supporter, I'm ultra-conservative, and I only watch Fox News. <laughs> so, you know, liberal Hollywood were taking his, their pot shots at him yesterday. Still trying to be nice, but taking their pot shots at him. But he was a great actor. Yeah, what, what guy hasn't cried watching uh, uh, Brian's song? Oh, yeah. yeah. The great film. I forgot about that, man. Yeah, what a story, too. Well, he played Brian, Brian Piccolo. Brian Piccolo, mm-hmm. yeah, from the Bears. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. You know, Trey, I'm not surprised, you know, Crazy Uncle Joe sold a million barrels to his business partners in China. And the people him and Hunter were involved with were not oil guys. They're agents of the Chinese government. They know exactly who the big guy is. You know, just imagine what they have on Hunter that we don't know about. And, and uh, Trey, I'm not surprised that Boris Johnson, he's the only conservative politician that I even know about in the U.K. Uh, U.K. is a shell of itself. England is not a Christian nation anymore, you know. For example, Trey, in the last so many years, over 400 churches in England uh, have been shut down and actually turned into mosques. You know, I wonder, uh, I know a lot of people here would just love for that to happen here in America. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. 210-599-5555. Hey, Ronnie, good morning. Happy Friday. Uh, Good morning, sir. I don't know if you remember the book, but it's an old book published back in the 60s. My dad, he lived to be 95, and back in the 60s, a kid, I remember him reading it. And I was going through some of his books a good while back. Non-dare call it treason. Showed American flag being burned on the cover. And it had to do with all you know, your uh, communist bunch that was coming into the government and everything, all the way into Lyndon Johnson and all that bunch. And, and it was it's telling the same thing that they're doing now. And that's what they're trying to do is overthrow the country. 
communists take over, and that's what that's what the Maris Antonio is. All that bunch is, you know. That's that's all I was going to say. I just wonder if you ever heard of that book. Well, Ronnie, uh, every everybody in this room uh, is smiling because I mention that book frequently. It came out in 1972. None dare call it conspiracy. It's still available. I still recommend it. Early on, if you read it. Was in the sixties. Non dare call it treason. Well, well it's old that that one came out as well. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Ronnie. Yes, but if you if you even talked about it, then uh, you were uh, you were you were branded a conspiracy nut job, and you wore tinfoil hat and all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, it's coming true. They're they're even out. They they called it the liberal world order, and they're making their change. The old guard is on the way out right now. And the new guard is being put into place. That's what this war, make no mistake, I told you this early on, that's what the war in Ukraine is about. They have to control the oil supply globally. And uh, and Vladimir Putin was their last holdout globally. And uh, they've, they've got to do it. They've got to control what comes out of Russia. Hey, Brad, go ahead. You're on. Good morning, Trey. Uh, I was shocked to hear about the news about the... Uh assassination of the former Japanese prime minister, and that's in a country where it is nearly next to impossible to get a gun, any kind of firearm. you got to go through so many hurdles, and that just tells me if a criminal wants to do something like assassinate a former uh, prime minister, they are going to do what they do, what they can, however they can. This guy, it turns out, made the weapon that he used to shoot the former Japanese prime minister. That's absolutely true. We talked about that in the last half hour, that gun laws do not work because, absolutely, if a guy wants to get a gun, if he can't buy a gun on the open market, he'll buy it on a black market, or he'll just go in the shop and make it. That's absolutely right. Edward, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Happy Friday, Edward. Happy Friday to you guys, too. I live downtown. Uh, we're talking about Travis Park. and The homeless have been displaced by the illegal aliens. That's right. 8.30 in the morning, you go you take a walk around Travis Park. You can't find a bench or a picnic table nope. because it's full of illegals. I talked to the park police, and I was in former law enforcement for 24 years. They say, we can't do a thing about them. But if the homeless person tries to sleep in the park that night, he'll, he'll end up going to jail. Or if you do, you pay for it with your taxes. You go down there and try to take a nap. In, in tra- now, no, don't. I, I don't. <laughs> that's bad advice. Don't go down there and try to take a nap in Travis Park. That's a really bad idea. But my point is, no, they're allowed to. They're allowed to sleep wherever they want to and, and, and get fed by taxpayer dollars and housed now in this migrant center that they've opened up over on San Pedro, and that's in a neighborhood where children are walking to and from school, where parents and people are out in the neighborhood, and the neighbors over there are now saying we can't go out at night because the streets are full of illegal aliens walking around all over the place. But again, as the sheriff said here yesterday, the sheriff from Goliad County, as I've said one million times, this is what happens when you have Marxists running your city, Marxists running your county. They are trying to flip Texas blue. That's all this is. As I've said many times before, I'll say it again, and we're going to take a break. The Democrat Party is the biggest threat to the United States of America. This November, 
They, every Democrat, and I don't say this as a Republican because I'm not a Republican. I am an American patriot. Every Democrat who has an opponent must be defeated in November. It must happen. You cannot fail this mission. It is a mission to save our republic, and that is defeat every opposed uh, Democrat in November. They are the biggest threat to the future of this country, and that's every single Democrat on the ballot, every one of them. All of them are the biggest threat to this nation right now. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. And brain fart. How you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance by standing on the wall? Lead singer for Cool and the Gang is uh, James J.T. Taylor. That's it. Thank you very much. Get down on it. Which is a much better thing to do on a Friday than work. It's true. I'd rather get down on it than yeah, work. Why not? Huh? Just saying. Well, that all depends on what it is. <laughs> depends on your when definition of it. When it comes to it. Friday and work, <laughs> it could be anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's fine with me, you know. Yeah. Rather get down on it. So, you're going to love this. Cut one, dog. You're going to love this. So, <laughs> the whole thing was going on in the UK yesterday about Boris Johnson and him stepping down. And, you know. All these channels up here, they have to fill so much stinking time that they're interviewing everybody they can, you know, just whatever to fill the time. I'm talking about the news channels, right? Sky News is no different than all the others, and they're interviewing these guys. So right. this guy is, uh, is Johnson ally uh, Chris Phillip, and he was standing outside of one of their official buildings. I don't know. It may have been the Queen's House. I have no idea. Parliament? I don't know. Wherever, I think it was Parliament. He's standing in front of Parliament. And he's giving an interview on Sky News. And this guy by the name of Steve Bray goes around, and when these guys are giving interviews, he'll troll them live while they're on the air. He brings this truck over with these big speakers, and he's kind of like a cult hero in the U.K. In fact, Hugh Grant yesterday morning, the actor, was the one who tweeted out, Hey, you ought to take your speakers over to the parliament, and when these guys are giving speech, you grant. So he did. So this guy, Chris Phillip, is live on Sky News, and this is how it went. A couple of things. Firstly, we need to make sure that we keep the basic functions of government going. Uh, that's really important. There are, for example, uh, no ministers in DfE at the moment. That needs to be sorted out. Uh, secondly, I think we need to try and select a new leader as quickly as we reasonably can. And obviously, uh, we need to make sure we make, make the correct choice, uh, but we should do it in a reasonably quick time. In terms of Boris staying on, the convention is that the outgoing Prime Minister um, does carry on. Uh, that's what happened when uh, Theresa May left office, is what happened when David Cameron left office. So anyway, the guy's live on Sky <laughs> News. Benny Hill came out. <laughs> he pulls up in the truck with the big speakers, and he's playing the Benny Hill thing while he's doing the interview. Oh, man. It was hilarious. I loved it. Okay, I see Pledger standing over there. He's got to talk to you, but it's, this is a good time for him to be here because okay. uh, I have a story. Troy Vincent, okay? You remember him? I do. Yeah. Troy Vincent played uh, 
Dolphins, Eagles, Redskins, cornerback. Everybody remembers him. He's now a muckety-muck in the NFL. He's the league's executive vice president for football operations. This might be a story. You guys over there at ESPN have probably already done this story. I may be a day late on it, but yeah, y'all already did it. Yeah. Yes, he pledges all over everything. Of course he is. <laughs> they're over there on ESPN. Um, they're trying to change the game of football. He says the future of the NFL is flag. That's the future of the NFL. Mm-hmm. No more tackle. Right. No more helmets. Mm-hmm. No more shoulder pads. Well, they barely have shoulder pads now. No, they, they wear shorts. They don't have any pads in the pants anymore, do they? Do they wear jock straps anymore, Pledger? Do they? We don't even know. Probably. Compression shorts. <laughs> so anyway. Helps them run fast. That's the future of the NFL. Flag football. According to him, Troy Vincent, and he's the guy who knows because he's the league's executive vice president for football operations, he says we're going to start moving away from the contact stuff. It gets better from here. They want it to be an Olympic sport. In fact, in a couple of years, they hope to get it into the world championship, blah, da do da so it becomes an Olympic sport, right? Right. Men and women. You see, we got to be inclusive these days. And right now, primarily NFL is, I mean, chicks can go play if they think they can play, but they'll probably get their teeth knocked out and their hair messed up, so that's not good. So they don't do it. So, But if we take the pads and the helmets off and just run around grabbing, you know, sissy rags off of guys, you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that's all you got to do, there are probably some women that could probably do that, run around and grab some sissy rags. So they are totally, just like NASCAR has destroyed their sport and made it wussified, NFL is going to do the same thing and wussify uh, football, no contact football. Right. Well, and, 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 but you have other leagues popping up all of a sudden. The USFL is, is you know, gaining some ground this season. You know, they're not backing down on anything. You know, the XFL, it's still lingering. You know, that could come around and bring us back to how we enjoyed Anybody football. Anybody watching the USFL? Anybody paying attention to that? I mean, I, we're watching it because, like, we're football guys. But anybody else watching the USFL? Anybody paying attention? Really? I mean, we are. I, that's right. I mean, pleasure's over there. Well, I am. Well, of course we are. Yeah. But I'm talking about it's in terms of fans, television. Every time I turn it on, there's like one person sitting in the grandstand. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he has, he's getting great beer service. Yeah, right. That one guy. It's like, beer, call beer. And there's like four guys standing around him with those trays. Get 15 vendors <laughs> waiting to converge on him. Maybe. They get one minute into the first quarter and he's wasted. Yep. All right, I'll shut up. Uh, y'all go ahead. Dab your confab. The two of you need to talk. Go ahead, James. Y'all have at it. All right. Uh, 556 now. Trey Ware, KTSA. Um, I do have the story about Joe Biden and the connection to China. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to toss it at you right now. The Biden administration. Sold close to a million barrels of oil from the United States Strategic Reserve to a Chinese company that one of his son's equity companies once bought a $1.7 billion stake in. You remember I told you about this a few days ago, that as Joe has been releasing oil from our strategic petroleum reserves, emptying our strategic petroleum reserves, in fact, it's now uh, down to the lowest level it's been since 1986, since 1986, and I said, huh, because I say this with every Joe Biden story now, I wonder if the big guy is getting his 10% off the top. And so I had to do a little looking around. The Washington Free Be- Beacon has a story that uh, some of this oil, about a million barrels of this oil, 
was sold to a Chinese company that Hunter Biden invests in, that Hunter Biden's group invests in. The Energy Department received 126 bids. They chose 12 to receive the oil. And one of those companies that they chose was one that Hunter Biden's involved in. So I guess, I'm figuring maybe, the big guy's getting his 10% off the top. Wouldn't surprise me at all. How about you? Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Friday, Red Friday, remember everyone deployed, and as I go through these headlines, feel free to jump in here anywhere, and spread your comments around the world at 210-599-5555, I, I, I told you yesterday about the guy in the red pickup truck hollering at me, Trey, keep up, keep up the fight, man, keep being our voice, and I really appreciate that help, it happened again yesterday, that was the day before yesterday, it happened again yesterday, dude rode up next to me on a motorcycle and offered me a fist bump. Gave me a fist bump. I don't know. I have no idea who he was. He, in fact, his face was covered. He was in a helmet. And he says, thank you for what you do, man. Keep the fight up. So, well, I'm going to try, you know. Um, I, I, I told you last half hour um, that those Norman Rockwell paintings that were in the White House, been in the White House since 1943, so you want to see the President series that features various high-profile Americans waiting to meet with the president at the White House, been hanging in the White House since 1943. Betty Monkman, a former White House chief curator, told Politico that Rockwell gave the prints to Steve Early, a Franklin Roosevelt press secretary. Norman Rockwell's. Rockwell gave them during the Franklin administration. They've now been taken down and replaced with Biden photos. <laughs> they have been... <laughs> this is what dictators do. This is what dictators do. Remember Mao's face everywhere? Okay, this is what dictators do. They take down the art, and they put up their own face, because everybody wants to see my face. So, yeah, these uh, these Norman Rockwells, that have been hanging in the White House since 1943 have been taken down. The paintings have been replaced with, quote, several jumbo photos of Joe Biden. Cool. He gets to look at himself all day, every day, as he walks down the hallways of the White House. Awesome. By the way, at the uh, pinning ceremony yesterday, he pinned Cindy McCain in absentia of her husband posthumously, uh, the, the the highest civil award. You know, I, I told you about Megan Rapino and how he, you know, gave a good sniff to that strawberry hair thinking it was going to smell like strawberries. But when he pinned the the, uh, the medal on, it's Medal of Freedom, and the whole ceremony itself was just two metal fingers to Donald Trump. That's all this was. It, these were all these Trump haters. Don brought that up earlier. These are just all these Trump haters. And uh, so when he pinned it on, on Cindy McCain, he said, you know, I got to say, 
John McCain was a friend of mine. I'm the one. I'm the one responsible for John McCain becoming a U.S. senator because I encouraged him to go back to Arizona and run. So the people of Arizona really should thank me for John McCain being their senator for so long because I'm the one who encouraged him. I'm, I'm the guy who told him he should run, and he did. He took my advice. No joke. Not a joke, champ. Not a joke. And then he went on to say, I never said a bad thing about John. We were such great friends, I never said a bad thing about him. Well, the problem is we're living in 2022. And in 2008, he and Barack Obama ran against John McCain. And that's when, as vice president, Joe Biden said a lot of nasty things about John McCain. Primarily that John was always going to be a second fiddle. He would never be first chair. And also that John was not Senator McCain, he called him John. John was nothing more than an angry white man, and America will never put up with an angry white man just yelling at them all the time. Ain't that interesting? Ain't that just a little bit ironic, don't you think? U.S. Senator John Cornyn's approval ratings have plummeted since he uh, led the effort for gun control legislation. I told you. In a new poll released by the University of Texas, Texas Politics Project, only 24% of voters said they approve of the job that John Cornyn is is doing. 50% said they disapprove of the job he is doing. It's a big turn from two months ago. He was at 32% two months ago. Now he's down to 24%, and that's just since he led the charge on gun control. John, it's Texas. You should know. It hasn't turned blue yet, even though Joe Biden is trying to flip it with a bunch of illegals coming in here. Cornyn's job approval numbers cratered, said Jim Henson, director of the Texas Politics Project. I don't ever recall ever seeing a drop as severe in such a short amount of time as we saw Cornyn drop between April and June. Yeah, try to take our guns away. Try to take our guns away. Speaking of Texas, the GOP 2022 platform is calling for a vote to secede from the union. 210-599-5555, you support that? The delegates of the Republican Party of Texas overwhelmingly voted to add a plank to the party platform calling for a statewide vote for a return to an independent nation. It's called Texit. This has been kicked around for a long time. I can't tell you how many times in almost 50 years of being on the radio this has been a topic that has come up. Biden continues to flood the zone with blue voters. So you better, if you're interested in doing this whole Texic thing, you better do it pretty soon because they're working their rear ends off to flip Texas and turn it blue, primarily with people that they are paying to move in here out of places like California but also people that they are bringing across the border as they have flooded the zone. The shocking claim from the ACLU and the National Education Association, the National Education Association should be defunded and disbanded. It should not exist. The ACLU and the National Education Association now say that children are never too young to undergo a sex change. If you remember, I told you earlier this week that they are having their conference in Chicago this week, and 
according to their own documents, the things that they are saying. They are now a socialist organization, a left-wing socialist organization who's more interested in politics than they are in investing in the education of our children. They're more interested in trans policies. They're more interested in everything that's pretty much anti-American. So now they say a child is never too young to undergo a sex change. These are the people that have the brains of your children for eight hours a day. Then television and the phone, TikTok, has it for the rest of the day. I hope you're doing something to counter-program all that. They've got a new guide out called Schools in Transition. Isn't that an interesting name? This is their course that they're talking about. Schools in transition. Transition from what? Well, I'll tell you. Transition from educating our children to indoctrinating our children with all this crapola. That's what. Schools in transition. A guide for supporting transgender students in K-12 schools. In the section titled Age and Grade Level, a student's age and maturity or that of their peers should never be a basis for denying a transgender student an opportunity to transition. This is the National Education Association. They even note that teaching children about transgenderism and the transitioning process when they are young is advantageous since kids have malleable minds. The document reads, in most cases, younger students are much more flexible in their thinking. 210-599-5555. Any of these stories you want to comment on, feel free to jump in here. Trey Ware, KTSA. The summer of 1971. On KTSA, here's hot chocolate. I believe in miracles. Where are you from? I want some hot chocolate. You sex a thing. Sex a thing. You Stir it up. I believe in miracles. Since you came along. Oh, you sexy thing. You sexy thing. Yeah. We're talking highs between 102 and 105, but it's never too hot for a little hot chocolate. <laughs> Serve mine with some whipped cream on top. All right, Lee, fire away. You're on. Good morning, Trey. Oh, a couple of things. Uh, first first of all, uh, when you talked about them taking down Norman Rockwell's pictures, I just think I'm surely not putting up Hunter's picture there. And, <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, he could be next. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when, but uh, when, uh, you know, I remember Biden said that he was going to release them, uh, the oil out of reserves. Of course, he didn't tell us that we weren't going to get it. But does anybody know what, how much he sold up, what the price he got for a barrel of oil? Or are going to China? Did the idiot just give them to him? Hold on. I got to go back and dig through my files here because I did do this research. I want to make sure I've got them all. Uh, he sold close to a million barrels um, of oil to a Chinese company that his son, his equity company, bought $1.7 billion stake in. The Energy Department received 126 bids. And they chose 12 to receive a portion of the offering. One of those 12 companies was Unipec America, was chosen to receive 950,000 barrels of oil in the price competitive sale. The sale went largely unnoticed, and the Washington Free Beacon pointed this out yesterday. Unipec is a branch of the Chinese Petrochemical Corporation, also known as Sinopec, controlled by the Chinese government. 
Uh, the revelation comes after Reuters reported that the Biden administration had recently released 5 million more barrels of crude from the Strategic Reserve, and China received another million barrels on top of that. Senepec has a prior history with the Bidens. Hunter co-founded the private equity firm BHR Partners. It does not say what they paid for this. It said they sold it to them, but it doesn't say what the what the sales price was. I could dig around and see if I could find it, if it's available out there. But I, I'm not worried about the price. I guess I should be. Uh, but, you know, at least we know that they sold it to a company that had a direct connection to the private equity firm that Hunter Biden started. And that's why I said, you know, I, I, you hear me, Lee, every time one of these type stories come up, ever since Tony Bobolinsky told us a couple of years ago that the big guy is Joe and Joe gets 10% right off the top, I always just simply ask the question, is the big guy getting his 10% out of this deal? I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm going to keep asking that question. I'm sure he probably is. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, but uh, you know he he's they obviously you know they had 126 bids and they chose this company on purpose. There's only one reason I can think of that they chose this company is because they got contacts with Hunter. That's just me. That's just my opinion on how I see this play out. And I'm a pretty smart dude. I've been I've been watching and thanks for the call, Lee. I've been watching this politics scam for long enough, and I've been watching politicians and Joe Biden for 50 years, politicians enrich themselves over the years. There is no way that a politician goes into office and they're flat broke, they don't have any money, and they make $170,000 a year, and they come out as multi, 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 multi millionaires unless they get a little help along the way. And in this, we were told, the, the Biden family, and that's, that's Joe and Hunter and, and Joe's brother, Hunter's uncle, got this whole influence thing going on where they've been selling access to Joe for years, and the big guy Joe, according to Bobolinsky, gets his 10% right off the top. So I merely ask the question whenever these things go on. I just say, hey, is the big guy getting his 10% out of this deal? That's all. You know, and, they, and to, to think about how it should disgust every American, and yet, and yet they don't do it on ABC. They will not talk about this on ABC. They will not. They refuse to. Why? Because Joe Biden's their boy. And they're not going to do anything to hurt his chances for the future. They got him elected. They're going to protect him. Uh, so... This whole thing about him and, 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 and giving our oil to India and China and these other countries and the, the, the Netherlands and everywhere else that he's releasing from our strategic petroleum reserves. That's our oil meant to fly our airplanes and take care of us, heat and cool our homes during a really bad time in America. He's draining it and giving it or selling it to other countries and companies within those countries, and one of them at least has a connection with his son. His son, I'm going to say this right here, his son is being protected by the media and by the politicians and by the swamps. And in my view, his son is the linchpin. If that ever gets pulled, and if what his son has been involved in ever comes out, I'm not talking about just the, the hookers and all that stuff that he does, uh, the, the, the meth that he smokes and the white claws that he drinks and the videos he puts out of him fondling, you know, all that. 
I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about the deep business dealings that Hunter is involved in or has been involved. If that linchpin is ever pulled and the media or Congress, I'm telling you, that is the most frightening thing the Bidens have right now is that in November there's a real chance, and I'm not even saying it's a guarantee. You haven't heard me say that this is that November is a guarantee of this red wave because I don't believe it is. I believe there's still a chance that you wake up after Election Day in November and Democrats still control Congress. I really believe that that's still, it's so dangerous. And you've also heard me say, and I'll say it again, the biggest threat to our republic is the Democrat Party. And all Democrat politicians must be replaced. Any of them that have opposition, some of them won't have opposition. But any of them that have opposition in November, every one of them must be replaced in order for the republic to survive. Otherwise, you're going to be living in a Marxist country from here on out. I'm not speaking in hyperbolic terms. I'm telling you how it is. This is exactly what our nation is facing right now. And that is, we're at that moment where we're going to choose to be a Marxist country. If you vote Democrats back in, that's what's going to happen. You must remove them from office. Any of them that are being challenged, every of the, every one of them must be removed in order for the republic to survive. And I'm not saying that as a Republican because I'm not a Republican. I'm an American patriot standing for this republic. And the Democrat Party right now is the biggest threat to this country. And the existence of this country is a free republic. It's soon to be a Marxist country. So the linchpin is Hunter. And this is the biggest fear the the Biden family and the Biden administration and all the Biden people and the, his whole swampy world has right now is a Republican Congress getting control of both houses and then launching investigations into Hunter. Because I happen to believe the investigation, I've read the Peter Schweitzer stuff, I read the Hunter investigations lead to Joe, I believe. So we'll just see. We'll see what happens. But you can't take any quarters in November, man. This is this is this is the biggest fight of our lives, but not even our lives, because you and I are going to be dead and gone. It's the biggest fight for our children and our grandchildren and the existence of the republic. And every single Democrat must that's facing opposition, they all must be replaced in November. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Thought correctly. <laughs> Give them the stamp of your approval. Sure. All right. And taste of honey from 1978. Okay, okay, okay. Here comes the bass. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I mean, I, I couldn't do it every day for the rest of my life, but every once in a while, just to pull it out and just slap it on, it's good. Yeah. Don, you're doing a good job. You really are. Don just recently joined us when Chris left, and uh, Don did this job for 30 some odd years and mornings. And he's been working with Jack for the past several years, and he's back here here in mornings. And you're doing a great job. I wanted to, I wanted to call you out publicly. So good stuff. I was, uh, <laughs> I was asked uh, what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in a poo today. Me and Hunter are going to do some floating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, keep your hands above water, okay? <laughs> where, where everybody can yeah, see them. Exactly. Well, I'll tell him that yeah. uh, you know, 
and leave the crack pipe at home because uh, we don't do that stuff where I live. No, no, sir. Anyway, um, yesterday like, you're going to feel like you know you're floating in a big bowl of soup. With something as hot like as it's going to be. Oh, no, tell man. You. Well, I, I, you know what, my friend John Cap. Uh, he and I are going to get together. We, we, I already have this big umbrella that covers half the pool. Right. And uh, he and I are going to get together and put together the other half <laughs> and, yeah, and, and just me. totally cover the pool. Yeah. Because, and it's a little, it, when I say my pool, it's a, it's a little tiny thing. I designed it to be what was called a cocktail pool. Right. And since that time, uh, they've been selling. Uh, I, I worked with Gary Pools on this project years ago. Since that time, Gary Pools has been selling tons of the Treyware cocktail pool. And the idea was: here's how I did it. I just took you know the average size pool and I I, I lopped it down by about half or two thirds. You mm-hmm. know, so it's just a, a, basically a giant hot tub. Yeah. What it amounts to. Uh, and I did that so I could heat it during the winter so we can use it year-round. It's it, Nancy and I get in it every Saturday and Sunday morning, every one of them. And even if it's – we've been in it 17 degrees outside, but it's about 102 inside the, the poop. Right. Um, so and, – and what I did to measure the depth, because I didn't want something that was going to be super deep, right? So to measure the depth before we did it, I measured her. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, whatever you two freaks do on a Friday night, you, why don't you keep that at home, you little weirdo? It's absolutely true. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so, what hey, I, uh, Nancy, what do you say we whip out the measuring tape and <laughs> have ourselves a little fun? That's exactly how I went. You I, I cute kids today. A couple of glasses of wine. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay. Said, Later on, let's get risky and convert to the metric system. <laughs> That's what happened. Said, Ooh, so you're inches to centimeters. Yeah. Let's see what that turns out today. And so I, I went to specific places and said, okay, here it's going to be this deep, and there it's going to be that deep. So h- here it comes up to here, and here it comes up to your shoulders, and here it comes up. So now, you know, she never has to dog paddle to stay afloat. She can, she can, her head's above water wherever she is in the pool. Okay, great. Which means it comes up to my belly button. <laughs> and it comes up to Cap's thighs. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a really deep puddle for you guys. <laughs> That's right? pretty much. Yeah. Have you seen the latest trend? What's that? They got these uh, blow up. You know the little blow up pools. We did that for, for we did that for kids? twenty years. They got them house. for adults now. No, we That's... did it for twenty years. We did it for twenty years. I have pictures of us. We every year we'd go to Walmart and buy one and blow it up and put it on the deck, and that's that was our pool for twenty years. And we finally yeah. said, you know, why don't we f- just invest in the money we've spent over the years? That's exactly what happened. You know, poor Trey out there with a bicycle pump every morning trying to get my this. lungs. Yeah. Oh, you did it that. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. There I am huffing and puffing, and I said, you know, honey, for for all the money we've spent in these plastic blow up pools, we could have bought four pools in this neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. And so that's eventually that's what we did. So yeah. we're going to go out there and uh, float around this week. But you're right. I mean, it's nothing but a bathwater. Yeah. You know, by the, by this time of the year. Well, looking at the so. the heat index for for Sunday. One eleven. One eleven. Unless you're out in Quero, where it's one fourteen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I talked about Quero this morning. In the prison down there, they don't have AC in the cell blocks. They have it in because uh, I've preached at that prison, mm-hmm. and uh, they have it in the uh, in solitary. So this time of the year, the guys are doing whatever they got to violate every rule in order to be put in solitary because that's the only place that has AC is solitary confinement. Yeah, in Quero, in the prison down there. So we have, we have heat advisory days. They have oh. solitary confinement days. They sure do. <laughs> they take the entire population to put them in solitary. Uh, yesterday at this time, I had the sheriff from Goliad County on. That's Sheriff Roy Boyd. He talked about the alien invasion. He talked about what it is and what's going on. 
And I've been doing this for almost 50 years, and I've interviewed presidents to celebrities and everybody, you know, uh, athletes, presidents, celebrities, everybody in between. And this interview yesterday got me the same reaction as if I had talked to a president or the biggest name movie star or music star that I've ever interviewed. And that's been a lot of them throughout the years. Um, this was amazing. Uh, they were le- People were leaving voicemails in our general voicemail box here. And I, the, the uh, ladies up front were sending me those. Thank you. Thank you for the reaction to this. I appreciate it very much. He told the truth. He's a straight shooter. Now, if you want to hear the entire interview, just go to the KTSA.com Trey Ware page. Go to 636 yesterday, which would have been July 7th in the podcast. 636 on the July 7th podcast, and you'll hear it. Here's a snippet of it. They're constantly looking for some terrorist who got into into the state of Texas, and they don't know where they're at. And they're sending out bulletins saying, be aware, be on the lookout for this individual. A lot of them from the Middle East and from that, that section of the world are coming in on a constant basis. But let me explain real quick, just like what you said, people saying, oh, they're coming in for a better life. That's not quite how this is working. A lot of these people are being rounded up and being told that if they get here, that they'll be they'll be allowed in because of the Biden administration. Now, the real fact is they have to pay their entire way up to Mexico to the cartels because the cartel has to also pay the Mexican government, which is extremely corrupt and extorts tons of money out of the cartels every year for this operation. What happens is these individuals enter into an agreement with the cartel. They get illegally snuck into the state of Texas, and then they get transported to Houston because most of them aren't getting that free bus ride from the government. The cartel is sneaking them around. They go to Houston. Once they get to Houston, they're told, oh, by the way, you owe another $10,000. And now they're slaves because who has $10,000 if you're coming from Honduras, El Salvador, or somewhere like that? They don't have it. So they wound up as slaves, and from there the cartel moves them all around the United States because they have a network of, of slave trade throughout the U.S. Sheriff Roy Boyd from Goliad County, if you want to hear the entire interview, go to yesterday's uh, podcast, the Treyware page, ktsa.com. That's July 7th, and you can hear the entire uh, podcast. Hey, great job. Uh, coming up in the uh, next segment, my friend Carl Eggers is going to join me, creatingrichardlives.com. We'll wrap up the week uh, for the markets. I want to tell you about arthritis relief centers in San Antonio. Arthritis pain in the knees doesn't have to be a pain in the anywhere else you know they can stop it uh, they are fantastic at this these are these gel injections that people are now experiencing instant relief now not everybody gets the instant relief sometimes it takes a couple of times but there are people that are getting instant relief from this and i can't tell you what it's going to do for you or how it's going to work for you every you know we're biological creatures so everybody's different i'm not going to make any guarantees or promises but i will guarantee you this arthritis relief centers of san antonio We'll take you in. They'll get you a free, no-obligation screening to see if you are a candidate for these injections. They are the highest in professionals. They are wonderful people to be around. And people are now reclaiming their lives, literally, because they don't have to live with arthritis pain, and they get their mobility back. If you have been restricted to in your mobility in your life, you know, you're, you can't do the things that you once could do because of, of knee pain from arthritis, let these folks take a look at Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio and see if you're a candidate. And, and by the way, it's FDA approved, so insurance companies pay for it. Check it out. Here's the phone number for that free no-obligation screening, Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio, 
210-944-4902. The 550 KTSA Morning News uh, with Trey uh, Ware. The stock market headed broadly lower. Both the Dow and the Nasdaq down. Retail stocks have fallen. Broadly lower today. We got a market adjustment. It's earning money the hard way. And that's the bottom line. Money. Ah, uh, yeah, baby. 651. Funky Friday. Let's find... Uh-oh. The phone just disconnected him. And he's calling back in. Carl Eggers from CreatingRicherLives.com. We normally have him on on Mondays, but today a special edition as we look back at the previous week. Short week this week. So, Carl, how's everything going on uh, your way and with Wall Street and all that? Well, you know, some of the some of the bad news, Trey, about inflation is starting to ease. Um, that's good. Unfortunately, it's probably because we might be headed towards slower economic growth and, and potentially a slight recession, uh, which, you know, may be very different than the Great Recession of 08, just more of a normal economic cycle. And bringing with that, I think, comes some opportunities. We're starting to see, you know, gas prices come down a bit. We certainly have really good deals in the stock market, the bond market, um, even real estate. You're starting to see some softness there. So from an investment standpoint, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And so some of this bad news going on, we really should be trying to take advantage of it as investors. And, and you're starting to see some change going on, but definitely the fear from inflation has now shifted to the fear of recession. You know, the biggest enemy of high prices is high prices, right? So, uh, you know, that yeah. we're, we're starting to see some of that easing, and people are saying, oh, my God, thank God we're down to three ninety nine a gallon now. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, people, no, hang on. Before you go around, running around, and in, 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 uh, eyes rolling in the back of your head, you're so happy with delight. Uh, hang on, we still got a long way to go. But this is because the demand is is easing. People are going, nope, I'm not going to take that trip. Nope, I'm not going to drive as much as I as I typically do. And uh, and the oil companies are starting to feel it. Well, and the Federal Reserve has been, I mean, they've, they've said as much. They said the one way we can get inflation to come down is to curb demand. So they're jacking interest rates up, trying to slow things down. And and I hate to say it, but they would like to see a recession because that means people would stop spending prices would come down. And so they're kind of starting to get what they want just by verbalizing what what they want to do. And so the market has done a lot of the heavy lifting for them. But yeah, prices coming down, you know, to $4 a gallon feels good. It's kind of like if you weighed 500 pounds and you went down to 400, you know, you feel pretty good about that, but you've still got some work to do. Um, and it's the same thing with gas. I mean, but capitalism, Trey, is just like water and we're, it's going to flow the path of least resistance. And so, so it, you know, people are looking out there, where are the deals? You can get good deals now on washing machines and dryers because we have an overstock at some of these big box companies. Same thing with gasoline. People are going to change their demand habits, their travel habits, based on the price of gasoline, the price of airline tickets, and maybe may do staycations. So, you know, economies evolve over time. I think we're going through what's, what's a normal economic cycle where we're starting to see demand come down prices come down and they get to a certain level where people say, okay, I can afford this again. I'm going to go do some of this stuff. And it ebbs and flows. And we're certainly 
have been slowing down all of 2022. Very cool. Carl Eggers, creatingrichardlives.com. Creatingrichardlives.com. Thank you as always, Carl. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right, uh, 654 now, Trey Ware, KTSA. It's going to be a really, really hot weekend. So uh, you, we always say this, but, you know, lots of water for the dogs and for the uh, uh, don't forget the livestock and all that kind of stuff and yourself. 102 to 105 all weekend with real feels around 106 to 111, uh, depending on, on where you are. Just a couple of quick stories to wrap up with this morning. I uh, n- Number one, Shaq just bought a house in Carrollton. Now, Shaq is worth gold, right? He, he makes more money. And it's amazing because he opens his mouth and money falls out. He's on every commercial on television right now, isn't he? Right. You know, from shoes to, to chips and everything in between. Right. But he, I, I happen to believe that if you're an open channel with your money, if you're a place that God can bless others through, then God will bless others through you. And that's what, I, just my own personal belief, and that's exactly what he's doing. Uh, so there's video I just came across online. He shows up at a restaurant the other day. There's a lady sitting over there, and he just picked up her bill, you know, and picked up that bill and picked up that bill. We had the story a couple of weeks ago of him being in a restaurant, a swanky restaurant with a new girlfriend of his. Right. A very nice place, and he picked up the tab for everybody in the restaurant and left this gigantic tip mm-hmm. for the workers there, right? So, and he's got to, the resources. It's a good way to impress his new girlfriend. Well, that's what he was doing. Yeah. It worked. Right. <laughs> she's still the girlfriend. Right. <laughs> so anyway, not that she's shallow or anything, yeah. but uh, he was at Best Buy, one of your favorite places. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like it a little too much. <laughs> Do you... Do you think there's a difference between you going to Best Buy and Shaq going to oh, Best I'm Buy? I'm sure there's a considerable difference. <laughs> so he's walking through Best Buy. I just, you know, he's seven foot nine monster. You know, yeah. he's gigantic. And he used to go to school here at Cole. Right, yeah. Great guy. I met him when he was in school here. But um, he was walking through Best Buy, and there was a couple looking at a, uh, a washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at it. And he says, uh, you like that? And they said, well, yeah, but, you know, it's a little bit out of our price range, a little bit pricey. He says, no, it's not. It's yours. Awesome. I got it for you. Yeah. And so he said, and by the way, I was just back there looking at the TVs, and uh, how about a 70-inch TV? And they said, sure. You know, I can turn that down. <laughs> yeah. So he tossed in a 70-inch TV, and somebody asked him about that and said, what about this? What are you doing? He said, I just like making people happy. You know, Elvis had the, the big talk right now is Elvis because the movie. Elvis right. had a huge reputation for that. Same thing, right? He would walk into the Cadillac dealership and buy Cadillacs for all of his entourage, everybody. Yep. But then he'd pick out somebody, and I remember the story. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I'll get to it if I think about it long enough. But a, a really elderly black woman was there, and she was just staring, and obviously didn't have any money this was the old south the old memphis tennessee they had the signs that say colored over here whites over there you know that whole thing right and she was there at that one dealership that he bought all of his cadillacs from and she was just looking and there was no way she's gonna be able to do it he walked up to her and said you like that and she said absolutely man i'll never be able to do that and he said yeah you just did it's yours Awesome. Gave it to her. Yeah. So that's the kind of... I like those stories. Yeah. You know, Shaquille O'Neal's been doing that for years. For a long that's, time. Since he got into the league. You know, when he had the financial wherewithal to be able to do that type of thing. Always been cool. Yeah. So... Good guy. I like him. Good guy. Great basketball player. Better human being. That's exactly so. right. All right. So, Warren Rima coming up next for uh, Friday. And uh, I, no telling what all we're going to get into. I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about Abe. We're going to talk a little bit about the Migrant Resource Center in Moss. Coming right up for you. Where I'm at next, KTSA. Let's go.